2: folks, and welcome to our Monday night Bible study on TalkShoe. Glad to have all you guys there in the chat room tonight. You folks that are normally not here, appreciate you being there tonight. Hey, Brother Kevin, how you doing, man?
1: How you how you doing day? good, brother.
2: Amen, brother. I guess you're going to be filling in tonight. No, Brother David's not here. Brother Jason's not here, but we will We'll do things a little bit different tonight, folks, on I'm going to tell you right now before we get started, fire the, if there's any questions about anything we're talking about, feel free to ask and I will do my best to answer the questions. Anything you got, doesn't matter. If it's about anything that was said last night, that will be fine because I'm going to make some comments about some of the things that was said last night when we were in Luke chapter 9. We'll probably start off by dealing with that, but I want you all to know that if there's any questions, feel free to ask tonight. Anyway, before we get started, I will open us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've got to spend tonight, Father, around your word, discussing things, Father, and this going on over 6,000 years of deception that's gone on down here on this on this plain called earth, Lord. We love you, and we pray that anything we do tonight, anything we say would be edifying to the saints and would glorify you in every way. These things we ask in Jesus' name and for his sake alone. Amen and amen.
1: Amen. Anyway,
2: folks, this is the timeline of deception, so we're going to talk about deception and what goes on in our life, not only on, in the news, on the media, in history, the lies that we've been told. That's what's been happening in this, uh, now we're up to 17 parts in this program and it will go on till we, I, I thought about making, when I first started this uh, topic, bringing it all the way through to the present and it would probably wind up with a project overseas called CERN. And um, I knew about that project and heard a little bit about it, but Brother Brian is the one that, initially got me to thinking about this whole, whole topic that we've been doing when he brought it to my attention and wanted to know a little bit about it. But that's probably where we will wind up. But right now, we're still, dealing, we're still back in the 1950s in this timeline. We have um, came forward, went backward, came forward, went backward, came forward, went backward, and now we've been dealing with the topic of the earth. And caused a lot of controversy. Not only is it caused a lot of bad mouthing and, and controversy on this program, it's a controversy that's that's boiling over on the internet and other places as well. And it, and that is the flat earth. Oh my goodness, I can't even believe I even say that word. <laughs> it still shocks my shocks me when I say it. And realizing after going back and and realizing the deception has taken place, it blows me away to even even say those words. You might want to say the plane or something like that, but just to say flat Earth, it's it's wild. What do you think about that, brother Kevin?
3: <laughs> it's just flat. What can
1: you do?
2: <laughs> Amen. And that's what the book said all along. That's an ama That's that's just it. Blows my mind. But anyway, I wanted to play this. From And I'm sure all of you conspiracy guys on the Internet have heard, have heard this a million times probably. But this is going to take us back to 1961, a time when very few people asked any questions about anything. A time when actually everything was just about all white in this country with white leadership. Our race was in charge of things. And Things seem to be going along fine. See, I came up in this generation. Then I'm fixing to play. I remember this time. I remember what you're fixing to hear. I Also remember what happened afterwards. I never forget it the longest day I live. And if you, I'm sure Sister Lenita will remember it, Brother Brian, but he's over, he's over across the pond. So, but I'm sure he'll still remember it. But this was a period of time when deception wasn't thought of a whole lot. There wasn't as much uh, stink being stirred in the pot, so to speak. And in my opinion, like I've said before in this series we're doing, the main part of this deception for the end time started in the 1940s. So I'm going to go ahead and play this, and I want you to listen to every word. That said, because the words that said, is said, there's a lot of stuff in here that I've overlooked until I went back through this today, and I said, what does he mean, human? What's he saying this for? What's he saying that for? And now that I look back on it, I can, I'm either reading a lot into it that's not there, or he was saying a whole lot that we didn't understand. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play this, and I want you folks to pay close attention to it
0: of what's said.
3: and the response and dedication of our citizens, whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. The report is that the president is dead. The word we have is that he is dead, that he was shot by an assassin at the intersection of and Houston Streets, uh, just as he was going into the underpass. The word we have is from a doctor on the staff of Parkland Hospital, who says that it is true. He was in tears when he told me
1: just a moment ago.
2: Now that was the speech of John F. Kennedy. I'm sure you folks have heard that before. It's been on the internet for any time
3: worked, for
2: any time at all. And only the ones that are like Sister Lanita, Brother Brian, I don't know about all you guests, I don't know your ages, you'll remember that. That was probably the last truth that was spoken in the White House of any kind whatsoever. I don't know what you think about that, but did you hear the words that he said about the the grand conspiracy all over the world? that there was that grand conspiracy. I know it's the Masons, it's the Jews, it's the Jesuits, it's this, it's that. There's no doubt there's a conspiracy. I believe it. I believe it really kicked off in the 1940s, and we have went over the different events that happened in the 40s. All right, And it just so happens, like I said earlier, that the old flat earth deal popped up in the 50s the way it got started, the reason NASA was formed. But this conspiracy has could totally taken over now. And, the, and the, mainly the arguments go, well, just who is in the absolute control? Well, those of you that's been with me know I take the biblical position. I know who's in control, according to the Word of God, from the very top down. It's plain in Ephesians chapter six verse twelve. You miss the you miss the whole boat if you throw out Ephesians six twelve with the principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not talking about human beings, all right. And that just sends people the pragmatic mind off into a tailspin because see if it's not. Flesh and blood, like the Apostle Paul says, then there's no way you can shoot it, cut it, point a finger at it, see. I understand the pragmatic mind because the children of the devil, being operated by the principalities and powers, that's easy to point at. But not all the time the cup. Do you think that you're so smart, or I'm so smart? I don't profess to be that smart, but do you think that you're so smart that you've got it all figured out? You've got the absolute conspirators down to a T. It's only the flesh and blood part. huh? You, I, surely to goodness you're not that narrow-minded as some of the quote-unquote brethren are.
0: Are they to blame about a lot? Absolutely they're to blame about a whole book of stuff.
2: But they're not the only thing. They're not the only pony in the show. And unless you get the whole wide perspective of everything, you'll wind up just like a, a gnat on a horse's backside, thinking you've got everything in control, and the horse just keeps running right on down the road because it's a lot bigger than any individual's. And that's basically what we've been dealing with. And this is the 17th part of this timeline of deception. We've dealt with both aspects of it. We've dealt with the people involved, some of the great events in history coming down through the church age. we dealt with just about all of it. And like I said, it really gets kicked off in the 40s. Now, why do I think that's true? I think that's true because it says in the Word of God, especially in the book of Revelation, that the dragon knows his time is short. Call him anything you want to call him. Like I'm, I, Sometimes I say call him H.R. Puff and stuff. It don't matter, Satan, the devil, Lucifer, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to get hung up on one specific name because then... You got people that start arguing, oh, Lucifer means this, or there ain't no. All that junk. That doesn't matter. Are the problems here, or are they not? Okay.
0: It's all part of a plan, folks. And we're right in the middle of it. It's all
2: part of a plan. Last night, I mentioned, I went to. A, Matthew chapter 24 and verses 23 through through 24 where the Lord talked about a deception that if it were possible, if it were possible, it would deceive even the very elect. And I made a bold and brash statement to some folks. Undoubtedly, it burnt some folks up. I'm not going to get into none of that. But anyway about how you could keep from being deceived. I didn't make that statement because it was my opinion. I said the elect would not be deceived because the true elect, the very elect, would stick with the words of God. Therefore, they would believe them by faith and they would not be sidetracked by a delusion, no matter how big it was, no matter how much proof the so-called quote-unquote world had to back it up, no matter how big the lie. And that's what Paul calls it in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that they should believe a lie. And I made the statement, if you stuck with the book and believed the book, no matter how bad it made you look, no matter what it did to your popularity, your reputation, your credibility, that you would not be deceived. Brother Kevin, turn to Revelation chapter 3, and let me show the people the scriptural reason I said what I said. Brother Jason showed up and was with us. Um... Oh, hey, Brother Jason. <coughs> hey, Brother Don. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, 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 that's okay, you know. I guess better late than never, brother. <laughs> turn amen, to Revelation amen. chapter 3, brother. Okay, I'm here. Revelation chapter three. I want you to start reading um where he's talking to the church at Philadelphia, and before Brother Jason starts reading, let me explain this much about the first four chapters in the book of Revelation. Remember brother Kevin he brought that up uh, before the program started. Would we ever would we even have time to ever get to revelation? these four church these these churches these seven churches in in the book of Revelation, they represent, some people take a hard line, they represent time periods in history. Is that true? Absolutely. Partly. Not completely. They overlap. They overlap history from the very crucifixion onward. They have a historical element, a present element, In other words, they talk about the past, they talk about the present, and they talk about the future. How do you know that? Because the Lord said, John, I'm showing you this stuff that was, and is, and shall be. Not in my opinion. Not in my private interpretation. That's what the book says. And anybody that teaches otherwise, is a liar. Simple. It, it, it leaves no room for interpretation unless you twist, turn, Greek eyes, try to change the book. Then You can make it say anything you want to say. And everybody just go buy them a copy of DC Comics and have a nice day. That's the reason I'm always screaming about the book that's the reason I made that dogmatic statement last night about the very elect. And here's where I got it. Brother Jason, go ahead and start reading about the Philadelphia Church, of which there the very elect are, is always part of the Philadelphia Church in any time in history. Because remember, it's not only about one period of time. It's about three periods, past, present, and future, it can be applied to any of those three. That's where the futurists fall off the boat. That's where the historicists fall off the boat. Moderation in between would be the correct interpretation. And it's not even an interpretation if you believe what you read. All right, Brother brother Jason, go ahead and let's read this and see what it says.
4: And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia right? These things sayeth he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast Kept my word. Stop, stop,
2: stop, stop. Thou hast a little strength in what?
4: Kept my
2: word. Thank you. First mention of it. First mention right there. Keep it in mind. All right. Go ahead, brother.
4: And hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of this synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie.
2: Okay, stop! Stop right there. This is the second part of this. The very elect's going to know who the Jews who claim to be Jews and are not, but do lie. And there's an interesting thing that's coming up later, but that's for the Book of Revelation. But it's understanding this also. You see, the mainline Judeo-Christian world, which I was a part of, fell into this lie. All right. But just like I explained to you last night, if one of the elect gets off course, the Lord will present them with the truth to either accept or reject. That's that little light I talked about last night. And for you guess that didn't listen to last night's program, if you have any questions about what I'm saying, I recommend you go back and listen to last night's program. You'll understand what I'm saying now. This is that little light I was talking about. And the ones that came over to understanding the Anglo Israel truth and the false Jew deal. They're the elect, folks. They're go there's as long as they're sticking with the word and they're believing what God said. And 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 I did it, nobody had to take me and show me any Greek. Nobody had to give me give me a Septuagint. Nobody had to bring me anything else other and what I've got sitting in front of me right now. I even had one of the uh, de Grands, quote unquote, internet poo bars, shake their head sitting right behind me, say, so, I don't know how in the world you ever came to this truth with that King James Bible. See, well, they don't even realize, they don't even understand the Spirit of God, don't even know nothing about the Spirit of God
0: other than a pragmatic look at it, okay? So how would they understand? But that's a, that's a deception. The Judea, our, our brethren out there are so
2: deceived. Not only are they deceived about the Jew, they bought, they bought in like most of us had to all the rest of the lies. But the Lord, if you're, if you're the Lord, and you're in you're in his radar. He will get you the truth. He promised the Holy Spirit would lead and guide us into all truth in John 14.
0: Now the qualification that one of the great things about this
2: Philadelphia church which if you're the elect, you are in that, you're, you are quote-unquote in the
0: Philadelphian church right now. If you're holding to God's Word, you understand the lie of the Jew, you're right there. And the ones that hadn't got there yet, the Lord, the ones the Lord's hands on, He will get them the truth. They will have the choice to accept or reject it. You say, will there be any in the household of God that
2: reject it and don't don't find the truth? Yes, there will, according to Second Timothy chapter 2. That's why I scream about that chapter all the time, how important it is. Because it, it throws everything on an individual basis. That w- the individuals have the opportunity to purge themselves. That's an the individual thing. That's not a group
0: hug. Continue on, Brother Jason. Behold, I will
4: make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know
2: that I have loved thee. Okay. They're going to worship before our feet, the ones that claim to be what they're not. Well, see, if you take... That's the reason um, a lot of people that take... The historic, that will jump on the historicist's view and then slam a hammer down, you know, and say, well, this happened way back in the past somewhere during Germany's time. All this stuff. No, no. Remember what the book of Revelation is written for, who it's written to, and the periods of time that it covers. Don't ever forget that, folks. That's the key to understanding the book of Revelation or coming to as good an understanding as the Spirit of God wants us to have at this particular time. They're going to worship before us at our feet. That's what the book said. That's not my opinion. So they're not burnt up. They're all not burnt out. They're all not thrown away. Sounds like part of a punishment process to me. I don't understand it all. Don't profess to understand it all. And the ones that say to do is just lying after teeth. Next verse, brother. Verse 10.
4: Because thou hast kept
2: the word of thy patience, number two. That's the second reference to his word. Thou hast kept my word. Thou hast kept the word of my patience twice. Now let's see what the promise is that he promises if you do those things. The very elect. What? If, what if you do those things? What if you're still obedient? What happens? Start brugling. I also will keep thee
4: from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth.
2: Okay. Is, does that sound pretty plain and simple, Brother Jason? Very. Does it seem like it needs a lot of interpretation to you? No. Thank you. Is there anybody in the chat room that, that
0: misunderstands any of this or got any questions about what we just read? If you do, go ahead and ask them. Now's the time. Brother Jason,
2: be turning to uh, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. While I'm waiting to see if anybody's got
0: any questions about what we just went over here, Second Thessalonians chapter two. By the way, folks, this this temptation this there is a temptation coming.
2: This deception thing. I used to think, and the mainstream out there will tell you, oh, it's just one thing it's just going to happen at one time well after the revelations of the last few months I'm, become, I'm i think i mentioned it to brother kevin this past sunday when we were talking on the telephone that i am of the opinion now and i'm leaning this direction hard that this this great deception may have an event at the end but there it, it's, it's going to be a many it's going to come from many directions, and it's been going on for a
0: very, very long time This Earth business is all part of it, folks. You can take that one. <laughs> this is my opinion,
2: but I'm going to say you can take that to the bank. This earth business has definitely got something to do with it because everybody is deceived except a certain few. That's what's so remarkable. From childhood onward. Now, if you could be deceived from childhood onward through your adult life and somebody could be in such control of something like that Something as mundane as the shape of where we live. Just think about how easy it would be with something else. See? Now do you understand what I'm talking about? The Spirit of God giving you, bringing the truth across your path and giving you that light.
0: Are you Are you understanding now that nothing happens to a Christian by chance? Part of the Father's plan. It's so all for His pleasure anyway. The whole deal.
2: I'll get into that more in a little while. They're not Kevin, y'all excuse that beeping. Somebody has forgotten we have a program tonight. Any questions, Brother Kevin? No, sir. Okay. Okay. Brother Jason, start reading in verse one and am we'll get down here and make something plain about what some of the other brothers say here talking about this same temptation that's gonna come upon all the earth. Okay? Second Thessalonians chapter
1: two.
4: Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand.
2: Okay, I'm going to stop right there for just a second. I've already taught this, but there's new folks in here. I'm going to go over it briefly again. Historically, Paul was talking to the Thessalonians here. There was rumors going around being taught that Christ had already come back. The historical meaning Paul's handling it right this second in the historical context of the very at that very present time the Apostle Paul is handling it that. That's the historical application, all right, of that period of time. That's exactly, he wrote down exactly what he meant to write down at the period of time he wrote it down to the people he wrote it down to, all right? No disputing that. But the Lord, in His plan, takes these very things, drags it out to where it's just as applicable today. Parts of the same discourse in Scripture will be just as applicable today as it was then, if that's part of the Lord's plan. You've got your, like I said, the historicists, brethren, they'll take this, they'll try to make it many different things. Bless their hearts, you know. And which is true, it'll look just like this is a fulfillment of this. They do not understand that throughout the Scripture, the Lord reserves the right for not only one fulfillment of prophecy, but dual and triple fulfillment as well as it pleases them. He wouldn't be the Father if He didn't reserve that right. And the Scriptures bear it out. Because this, as we going down through here, you're going to understand and See, this absolutely sounds like the Roman pontiff, all right? That's who Martin Luther thought it was. And to Martin Luther, it was. But it's also going to play a part in the very end as well. This whole thing is about deception, folks. The timeline of deception, verse 3, Paul's going to bring the word in, slam it down with a warning, okay? Go ahead, Brother Jason. Verse 3.
4: Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the
2: son of perdition. Okay. Verse 3. Let no man deceive you, therefore, by any means, colon, for that day. What day? The day of Christ. Verse 2. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Falling away first, comma. Well, there wasn't a falling away going on when the martyrs were being killed. Now, on an individual, you take this circle. I'm, I'm, I wish to goodness I was, I had Skype and we were videoed or in a church before I could draw this on a board where it would be more, it's hard to do, it's like a blind man trying to, you know, to describe an elephant, all right, right, that, that's what radio is a hindrance sometimes, especially with somebody who's not as good at describing stuff, which is me, but anyway, think about the, the circular way time goes, it's repetitive, all right, and you got big circles of time in God's plan. There's nothing that has been and shall not be. We started out this whole series with those verses in Ecclesiastes, chapter one, verses eight, nine, and ten, and chapter three, verse fifteen. That's in Ecclesiastes for any of the new folks. Okay, you can go read them, see what they say, how God requires that which is past. And there's nothing that He hadn't already been. Okay, which gives the Lord the leeway of repetitive. Fulfillment of certain prophecies that he deems necessary in his
0: plan. Keep that in mind. Those little bitty circles,
2: like I said, you got the big circles and the little circles in this looping time deal. The little circles are the individuals, okay? There was no great falling away during the time of the martyrs, for the time of the martyrs that stuck true to the book, and to the Word of God. But on the bigger circle, the ones that killed them were apostatized. All right? Fell away. But this is a great falling away. This is an end time event it's talking about. Has this ever happened in history? Yes. We're in a great one right now. Is this the final one? I think it is. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think this is we're in the great falling away. Why do I think that this is the final one because it encompasses the whole earth. It is affecting the whole earth, the whole earth. I'm gonna say it again, the whole earth. I didn't say the whole globe, but the whole earth. This is the only period in. Modern times, and I'll throw that word in there real quick, to where everybody on the whole earth had communication with one another like we do have today, which is a fulfillment of Daniel, where his men shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be in Christ. All the scriptures, there's many, many, many scriptures that back
0: up what I'm saying. I'm just throwing in a few. So anyway... This great falling away
2: Paul's talking about has it happened before? Yes, certain times in small circles, like I'm trying, like I, I'm sitting here with my finger going around making big circles and little circles. But this great big circle that's coming around, this is the one that's almost to its end. This is the big circle of time where the angel, later on in the book of Revelation, says, puts his foot on, on the land and in the sea and says, time shall be no more, then that circle quits. That's the stopping of this big historical circle that I'm drawing this big circle around, which is the whole Word of God, the whole big circle, the very coup de grace, the culmination of the great plan. When the, like when the, the, the curtains fall on the stage, and all the actors go to their place. And all the props are taken down. That's what this whole thing is, folks. And it's all for one reason. In the end, it's for his pleasure. Revelation chapter four verse eleven. Got to wrap your mind around that, or nothing makes any sense. You have to even tell yourself that when you're crying. You got to tell yourself that when your kid dies. You got to tell yourself that when they say you're fired. You got to tell yourself that when you're hurting so bad you can't hardly stand it. You got to tell yourself that when your day's going bad. You got to tell yourself that when the cops come to the door to stay in the proper perspective. It's all for good. You don't get it right now. And it's all in the long run for the one that's got our best interest at heart, and that's
0: our Father, and it's for His pleasure. Let no man deceive you by
2: any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Martin Luther says the Pope, Fits all the descriptions. But I, but the thing about it, if it was the Pope, they'd been many, 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 many years past, and they had nothing concluded yet, see. Some people thought it was Mussolini. Some people said it was Brother Adolf. Some people even say it's Obama. See, what I'm saying, folks, I want you to open your mind and and listen to what I'm saying. Some people now saying it's Obama. Yeah, but that's some more future people. That ain't us history. We know it was the Pope. But really? Is that right? So he got a part to play in this. You better believe it. Because he's the controlling, quote, unquote, religious power in the world. With the greatest standing congregation. Absolutely got a part to play. May wind up even being the incarnate. The very thing in the end. More than likely, very good possibility. <laughs> but just keep that in mind as we're going down through here. Go ahead, brother.
4: Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God.
2: See, that, that's straight out of Daniel chapter 11, folks. That is a direct quote from the Apostle Paul out of Daniel chapter 11. You have to go back to Daniel chapter 11, which we did in one of these earlier parts of this series. We went back there and looked at that. I'm not going back there again. I'm just telling you where it's at. You can go look at it yourself. And you can see the elements involved around this person, because it is a person, the man of sin. It doesn't say the it doesn't say this corporation of sin. It doesn't say it says the man of sin. Okay? The Pope fits this to a T. He claims to be Papa God here on earth. The spokesman of God here on earth.
0: All right. But this
2: doesn't fit in with the Great Deception. The Great Deception hadn't come because it hadn't culminated yet. On the little circle, it has. See, back to that little circle. On the little circle of time and prophecy, it has. But on the big circle, the grandiose circle, it has not happened yet. We're right there to jump in our place, but not yet. Could be going on as we speak. Because there's one thing about prophecy, and especially with human nature and the way it is now, Usually we don't understand things till after they're passed. That's where the historicists get their position, which is a grand position, a good position. You don't really get it till it's passed, and you look back and say, ah, oh, yeah, ah, oh, yeah. But that's not the way it winds up in the book of Revelation. You realize what's going on when it's taking place, or else there would be no elect. There would be no chance. And that's where they miss the boat. And the futures mess up by saying nothing's happened yet, it's all in the future. And they're still looking for it out there to come later when it could be happening right this second. And I'm telling you that this earth business
0: is part of it. It's part of it, folks. And I don't have no problem saying, because
2: everybody's deceived about it. And the book says something tough. How do I know that they're deceived? Because the book says something different. The book, say, the book says the earth is a plane enclosed. And if you kept his word, you'll be kept from the temptation, like we read in Revelation 3. That's the key. That's how I know it's part of this, this, this grand deception. One, one, prong, one prong. I didn't say it was the final deal said it was one prong. But it's a big one because it's got everybody who'd winked.
0: From the time they're able to learn to the present day. And the ones that still got their head glued in one of
2: those hypnotic cubes, you're just setting your own self up for more and more and more deception. You wanna, you, you know what never ceases to amaze me? And I'm going to run a rabbit here for a second, which I'm I'm bad about doing. It never ceases to amazing how people talk about, oh, the government didn't do this. Oh, they got the ability to do that. Yeah, they can mind control. Oh, you know about MKUltra. Do you know about... And they'll sit there and stare at a tube, doing exactly to them what they say they think they've got control over. But yet they give all the power to the, to the powers that be. Oh, they can do this. They can do that. And they're sitting right there partaking in the very thing they point fingers at at the people that are stupid out there that are not, not supposed to understand it. Do you understand? Do you see how hypocritical that is? There's no excuses. Why do you think Brother Don screamed again last night about the, the admonitions of this world? And why it's so
0: hard to obey
2: those commandments and admonitions to disassociate yourself from this world.
0: And what's part of the world? Brother Jason read it last night. This book's got it all covered, folks. You
2: just got to believe it. You believe it, you won't. Go through that temptation. You'll be kept from it. You've got a promise. You see that promise, you better claim it. But to claim it, you've got to obey it. You can't say, well, I'll do it later when I get ready. Things don't work that way. I'm sure some of you folks have run across that ability of us to put things off and wind up never doing them. It's part of human nature. Keep that in mind. Go ahead, brother, keep on.
4: Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, Keep on. and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed
2: in his time. Revealed in his time. So it's future. This part of what Paul's talking about is future. It's got something to do with the second coming. It's got something to do with the, big, the end of the big circle. He shall be revealed in his time. He, him, masculine, or possibly both. That's a whole another weird topic there. Because back in Daniel, it says he have no desire of women, which leaves that gender splicing stuff open to debate. But that's neither here nor there. Continue reading, brother.
4: For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let,
2: until he be taken out of the way. Okay. He that now letteth will let. That's the old English word prevent, or hold back. And it's a he that's doing it. And me and Brother Kevin were talking about this also. He brought up the point about, in the book of Enoch, it talks about Michael holding back chaos which seems to me there's been a lot of argument over who this person was that's holding back. It's been, oh, it's the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's this. I agree with Brother Kevin. I think it's Michael that's doing the holding back. And he will not be taken out of the way until the Lord takes him out of the way. The chaos will be held back. That's my opinion. Verse eight, brother.
4: And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of His mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of His coming.
2: See, in the end, it's a knockout. No contender, no contest. In the end. And you kind of, and it don't it make you wonder why we have to go through this drudgery? And this pain and the trials and test
0: see, that's all part of it, folks. That's all part of the grand scheme. If it's
2: already going to be a knockout, well, you think God's just a sadomasochist who likes to see pain? No, it's not about that, see. I'll get to what it's all about at the end. Continue on, brother
4: even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders.
2: Okay, these powers and signs and lying wonders, I touched on it last night. That's what this whole subject got brought up about the elect and how the very elect would never be deceived. This made me make those statements. caused a lot of frustration out there, okay? <laughs> Trust me, I could say a lot, but I'm not. Um, caused a lot of... John. But anyway, that's what started it. Because of the I, I mean, it says back there in Matthew twenty four, twenty two through twenty-four, that these false Christ and false prophets are going to do si- all kinds of signs and line wonders. So will there's there been many signs and line wonders down through the years? Absolutely. Sure have. But there's going to come a time in the end of the big circle where they're going to be exposed exponential in other words from every say it's a four-pronged attack for what's coming up here in the next few verses called a lie just wonder if it's a four-pronged attack just imagine we've gone along for 2,000 years now over 2,000 years really I'm I'm not gonna get into the debate about the individual workings of God and the holy spirit i'm not i didn't intend that to be took that way last night, even though it was didn't intend it for it to be I'm talking about on the grand scale of deception you got so much you got so many of our people deceived and throwing their money away on total b s claiming it's of God that it's pitiful, and the false prophets coming out of their mouth, I don't care whether they believe what they're saying or not, it's immaterial. You believe something, it can be wrong. We all, we, and I'm not speaking for all of you, I don't know where you stand on the subject, but for all my life, I believed the earth was a spinning ball through space and claimed to be a Bible believer, a literalist, Till the Spirit of God worked in people's lives, got the truth in front of me, and I had to I had to bow the knee to the book, folks. The book don't lie. It says just the opposite. Everywhere, not just in
0: one or two ambiguous verses, It's what the whole scriptures teach. Then like I said earlier, you, make it, you try to pull off that, you try to make it
2: allegory, and you know, you've heard me scream about them, then you can just put in there anything you want and make it teach anything you want, and your opinion surpasses the Word of God, even though Peter tells you that the prophets of old spoke by the Spirit of God, and there's no prophecy of the Scripture of any private interpretation which just goes back to literalism, not allegorism. Because it's private interpretation that puts the allegorical interpretation. That's private interpretation. Period. The book means what it says. And if those prophets spoke directly from a third member of the Trinity, then they got the truth to start with. Nothing ambiguous about it. But the world sets up a stage to where we had to, run. we thought we did. We had to run to make the Bible be true. You don't have to make the book; be. the book will stand when the world's on fire. But as, as good God-loving, Jesus-loving Christians, we ran to the book and tried to twist it to make it say what the world was coming up with. When the Bible plainly says the
0: world's never right, the popular opinion, folks, is never right. The popular opinion was that the boats
2: got attacked in the Gulf of Tonkin, you Vietnam vets. Well, you know now, it was a lie. The popular opinion was that Oswald shot JFK. Now we know it was a lie. The popular opinion believed by most was that a bunch of Muslims with box cutters took down the buildings. On 9-11, we know what was a lie.
0: But the popular opinion is still out there, and people will fight you over it today. What else have you been lied to about?
2: There's only one thing, folks. There's only one oh, 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 here we go again. Here, here, brother Don goes again. There's only one thing that you're promised Get this now. Don't miss it. Rewind it or or get this one. Back up and listen to it again. There's only one thing, physically, physical, that you're promised that you'll have no matter what. There's only one thing. That's right, some of you folks. Let the hair stand up on the back of your neck because you know where
0: I'm going. And that's God's Word. God's going to keep that in your possession. He's going to
2: keep that for you no matter what. That's the guideline. That's the reason it tells you in Psalms He magnifies His Word above His very name. And I don't give a tinker's damn what you've been taught or what you believe. It matters not. It matters what God said. Not what I believe, or your brother, or your mama, or your daddy believes. It's what your real daddy believes. What he said. That's what matters. Because that's all that's going to make a hill of beans 150 years from today. Or however long you've got left of breathing his air
0: in this enclosed plane we live on now. Don't lose sight of that, ever, ever. You've heard me make the statement before, there was many a people that were burned alive at the stake holding on to a piece of paper
2: with God's Word on it. I've even played some of the martyrs from Fox's Book of Martyrs. We have went through some of them, not a whole lot of them, but there's some of them here on there. That's not lies. That's not. That's truth. That actually, they actually happened. Okay. God's true to His word, folks, and He promised He'd preserve it forever, and He promised if you kept it, He'd keep you from the temptation. Every bit of this fits together like
0: a glove. Your your opinion's not. It does. My opinion, it doesn't matter.
2: It's what His word says. Let God be true,
0: and every man a liar. Next verse, brother. And with
4: all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth... Okay, that stop they... right
2: there. Right just a second, I want you to stop right there. And with all deceivableness, deception timeline of deception
0: with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them all
2: deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish why do they perish because they
0: received not the love of the truth If Pilate asked Jesus, What is truth? You know what the Lord said? You know what the
2: book says about it? Say, Thy word is truth.
0: They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Well, they're not. They're not I thought
2: ever oh, see, oh, I'm not going to rant on that, I'll be there thirty minutes. Verse eleven, brother Jason,
4: and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie
2: that they should believe a lie, that's the big one. that's the very culmination of the circle, that's when the separation's made, that's when the the very remnant are left, that's the part of it. That's part of it. I want you to expand your mind a little bit more for me now. I want you to think about this. If people get so bent out of shape, if they've been taught one just something... we're, we're I'm, I'm just going to talk about the earth, just, just the, the shape of the earth. and you bring up and you say anything contrary to what they've known, they've known and believed all their life, watch them attack you, the majority will come right off the bat, write you off as crazy, call you a fool. Now, now, just extrapolate that out into the sequence and what we're talking about right here. Can you imagine the persecution of the ones that don't
0: believe this lie? Can you imagine what it would be like?
2: well, the Lord told you what it would be like in matthew Mark and Luke, he tells you there's a time coming he also in Daniel, more in Mark and Matthew and Daniel. Luke just hints at it in chapter twenty one and chapter seventeen said there's a time coming. It's going to be worse than ever has been since
0: the time of creation, nor ever shall be again. That's tied in with this lie. Are you strong enough? Do you have anything to hold on to
2: other than your preferences? How long would it take for somebody to take a pair of wire pliers? And put them to your thumb and start turning those wire pliers. You decided you didn't believe anything but what they wanted you to believe. You think you're strong?
0: Think you're a tough man, tough woman? Wonder if they just make a
2: sweep through and take out all the books that you. I'm talking about the Bible that you haven't took time to read, that you haven't hid in your heart that you might sin against Him, that you haven't put number one in your life because He put it even above His own very name. I can go on and on and on. Think you're
0: going to make it? Think you stand true? Some's not. The Lord tells you that. Tells you some got to endear to the end. Tells you that in Matthew. Tells you that in the book of Revelation. Tells you there's a group there that loved not their life unto the death. That what? Had the testimony of Jesus Christ and the word of his testimony. There's another bunch too.
2: Keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. I wonder about those two different groups. They are two different, you know. They're different. Things they're spelled different are not the same usually, you know. <laughs> you gotta rightly divide the word of truth.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: That's why there's the elect and then there's the whosoever will, like Brother Don's taught you for over two years now. The strong delusion. That they should believe a lie. I know some of the expositors
2: try to oh well really in the Greek this says the lie. It don't make no difference. That's right. It's the lie, not a lie. No, a lie is just as big as the lie. It's gonna be that big. But ever, all these other lies that you've been deceived about, and I was deceived about, and probably there's still some more that I believe that ain't true. I'm looking into everything. Paul says, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. The Bereans searched the Scriptures daily. They were more noble than these Thessalonians were reading out of here. Brother Luke says in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 11, it says the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians, the Thessalonians. Why? Because they felt better? Because they had a feeling? Because somebody did a sign in wonder? Because somebody spake in tongues? Because somebody laid their hands on them and they got healed? Is that why they were more noble? No. Because they searched the Scriptures daily
0: to see if those things were so. I didn't say there's anything wrong with the other stuff, folks. Not at that period of time. That was part
2: of the church building process that the Lord used. I didn't say nothing wrong with that. Didn't say the Lord couldn't do some of that stuff on an individual basis. Now, never said that. Don't go and say I did. There's just not no big displays that have the same results and fruits as they did in the book of Acts. That's the only thing I meant last night. Didn't mean nothing different.
0: And I stick by my guns. This strong delusion. What have you got about? Are you very lick? Do you hold to God's Word?
2: Can you claim the promise that you keep His Word? Do you have His Word, or is it scattered out in five different versions? Well, surely you can choose down to
0: one or two, can't you? How about, how about the one that's got the most fruit? Huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes.
2: They no refuting what I just said, folks. You can run and try. Well, I don't think. It don't matter what you think. It, it matters what God has done and what his,
0: He's put His stamp of approval on. He's put His stamp of approval. It's so strong
2: that they can't even get on y'all's television, the atheists can't, without slamming it. Why don't they slam the ASV? Why don't they slam the ESV? Why don't they slam the RSV? Or Moffat's or Weymouth or the Living Bible? Why don't they slam them? Why doesn't the, the evil spirit that backs up those evolutionists and scientists, why is it they slam only one? That's another deception, folks if you was deceived about the world, I wonder if you could possibly be deceived about the book. I've checked it out.
1: I've
2: I've entertained the thoughts. And I'm a Bible believer. I've entertained the thoughts.
0: But you can't argue with the fruit, see? You shall know them by the fruit they bear. Not my opinion.
2: Not my likes. Not my dislikes. That's Father's
0: likes. And I get livid about it. It's a sword, folks. It's a sword. And it It divides asunder the soul and spirit, the joints and marrows the bone, okay? It's not rusty, and it's not a little bitty penknife. It's still just as sharp as it ever was. It's amazing when you think about it. It took the Lord, in His
2: own sovereignty, over 1,500 years through 40 authors in different periods of time in history, to take one part here, one part there, one part here, one part there, one book here, one book there, with no collusion over these years of history. No collusion, no getting together, comparing notes, all done by the Spirit of God, and then come together at the very end of the of the big stage and the big play that's going on, put it all together in a book, and stick it out there in your hand. And say, here it is. There's a promise in there. By the way, you keep it, you ain't, you ain't got a problem. When those deceptions come in the very end. And I promise you, I'll send you the Spirit.
0: And He'll lead and guide you into all truth. Now try to pick holes in what I've said. It's
2: for your, hey, do it at your own destruction, folks. Anybody that wants to take that avenue, I hope there is none. I pray there is none.
0: You'll do it to your own detriment. Many pronged attack. Going to cause these people that
2: held the Word of God in unrighteousness and believed not the truth that they might be saved. And for that cause, God shall send them
0: a strong delusion
2: that they should believe a lie. Verse 12, Brother Jason.
4: That they all might be damned who believe not the truth,
2: but had pleasure in unrighteousness.
3: Yep, there you go. That they all
2: might be damned who believe not the
0: truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Because some of the teaching maybe you heard last night is
2: foreign to you, I mentioned it last night. I'm just going to mention it in just for a few seconds. The stuff that I taught last night that I have been teaching and dated one bit never will because it's pure New Testament teaching. It's pure Pauline doctrine, Peter doctrine, James doctrine. It's just as that much there as it can possibly be. can't be denied if, if you take the literal interpretation of the Word of God.
0: The crucified life, the denying of self, that throwing aside of the world, all that stuff. It's not no new doctrine. <laughs> None of it's new. It's as
2: old as the church fathers. And I'm talking about the uh, anti Nicene fathers, okay?
0: not the post see in fathers. Any questions in the chat room?
1: No, sir.
0: Well, Brother Jason, you got any questions? No, sir. Folks, I want you to go and study this out. You downloaders that I don't—you're no namers. I'm gonna start calling you no
2: namers instead of downloaders. I don't have a clue you are. I know there's a bunch of them. You need to stay, instead of laughing on some of this stuff, making fun. Figure—I don't—I don't care how much you make fun of me. I could care less. Hey, I've had worse. <laughs> I've been called a whole lot worse, probably deservedly so.
0: I just want for your benefit. You think about some of this stuff. Study it out. Be a Berean. In this timeline of deception.
2: Because we're definitely closing in on the end of that big circle. We're definitely closer than we were yesterday. (laughs) That I'm sure of. We're one step closer than we were yesterday.
0: The clock has made one more tick, for sure. One more tick. And you don't know what tomorrow may bring. Neither do I.
2: It may bring a car wreck. It may bring a heart attack. It may bring the death of a loved one. It, may bring, it could bring anything. Nothing profound about that. That's just actual facts. That's life.
0: But are you willing to gamble your eternal life on a feeling? On a prejudice? On a belief? Or on what somebody else said? Or is it important enough to you to find out what God said? This coming Friday night, we'll carry this thing further. I'll make
2: some more mentions this coming Friday night about the 60s. May hit a little, a little bit more around Kennedy's assassination. That was the coup that was the coup de gras on this nation, in my opinion. And you kind of look back and see the fruit it bore since then.
0: Pretty much agree with it. I surely to goodness you would. See the infiltration of the serpent seed, all that stuff. You know, Kennedy called them the little
2: elves. You knew that, didn't you?
0: Called them called them the little elves in Switzerland. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll pick up
2: with this, and no telling how many parts it's going to run because we're going to, like I said, we're going to try to hang with it and bring it up to the very present distress. And the present distress is setting over there, close to our brother that's in Albion in Cern, Switzerland. That's going to be a big deal. You see, you ever wondered why they kicked off that sucker right after they found out they really had no ambitions above their head? You know it did start in the fifties, or you did know that, right, sir? That's where the big deal's at. That's where the big deal's going on. I don't I sure they're 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 keeping more tight lipped about that than they are the other stuff. There's more going on there than meets the eye. All right, it beats anybody's eye. There's a reason they got the gods of destruction out in front of that place, folks. Sheba, the destroyer. It's a reason for all that stuff, see? It's not just pretty symbols that they just decided look good they put out there. There is esoteric meaning behind every one of them just like there is in Washington, D.C. with all the statues of the
0: Olympians and the goddesses. But don't get hung up to where that's spent, what you spend all your time on. Moderation,
2: moderation, moderation. You can get on that stuff's all you think about. And you let the work of the Lord in your life, whatever your gift is or what you're supposed to be doing, go to
0: hell. You can't do that. You have to be Moderate. That's why I don't come on here and talk about the Jews all the time. That's why I don't come on here and talk about how wonderful we are. true Abraham. I don't do that all the time. There's no sense in it. Because that's not part... That That's part... That's just a... That's a, that's a prop in the big
2: stage.
0: I've
2: told you guys this before. I'm going to say it one more time and I'm going to... Let Brother Jason dismiss us in a word of prayer. You want to know what that book is all about? You want to know everything? You want me to tell you what that book is completely about? (laughs) Everything. What's found in that book? That book is about a kingdom. The restoration of a kingdom. Number one. It's about a king.
0: Number two. Think about this now, what I'm saying. It's about the restoration of a kingdom. And about a king. And that king's the main player. He's right in the middle.
2: He makes first appearance right in the middle of the grand stage, the grand play. And it's
0: also about the reconstitution of its original
2: subjects, the original kingdom. Think about what I'm saying now. It's
0: about the replacement of the original subjects. The replacement of the original subjects in the original kingdom. And at the very end, it's also about minor players, props,
2: in this grand spectrum from Genesis to Revelation. There's props that show up, see, just like in a play. Now, for those original subjects, the the replacement of the original subjects some of the subplots have to do with their rulership. Who's going to rule here? Who's going to reign here? What are they going to reign with? And the last part's about who they're going to reign over. For there to be a king and kings and a kingdom and subjects, there has to be subjects, you know, for these administrators. A rule over, and that's what the very final part is about. You date from that. You can put, you can take everything from Genesis one to Revelation twenty-two and put in that framework I've just given you. And it's, it's and there's all kind of stuff you can put in there too. As subplot, plot, subplot, actor, actor. You can put there's all kind of stuff put in there but that's the main overlay
0: of that eternal book that's what the main overlay of it is and its contents
2: any doctrine that's contrary to those things throw it out that doesn't play a part in these subplots
0: and things throw it out It it ain't true it ain't true, cause the word of God don't lie.
2: That's the reason I've taught you for two years. It'll all fit like a glove, and when it, when when something sticks
0: out of that glove, you gotta throw it out. Even if you even if that's what you thought for a long time, you gotta throw it out, cause you have to
2: stay diligent to keep from being deceived. And my God, my God, this great, this this one that's raising its head now and gaining fire every day
0: is showing that we were all subject to it. Give you something to think about before this Friday.
2: Go ahead, Brother Jason. If there's no questions in the chat room, you can dismiss us in a word of prayer, Brother.
4: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity tonight to gather together in your name and study your word lord we ask that you forgive us of our sins yes lord we ask that you wash us clean yes Father. any unforgivable sins that might be in our lives anything that would keep us from you lord Yes, Father. we ask that you give us the strength to keep your word and to stay in your word daily lord we we pray that you restore your kingdom here on earth we pray that we see you soon lord we pray for those that would download the program lord that you would Bring them closer to you, Lord, yes, so, that, so that they could help establish your will here on earth Yes, Lord. for our people. And, Lord, we pray all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
2: Amen and amen. God bless each and every one of you guys, and Lord willing, we'll see you Friday night.
1: Thank you.